We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Some athletes. Some non-athletes. Some guys I never heard of. Getting together and playing some basketball. And I thought, hey... What the hell? Let's do a six-pack video for the RG basketball game. So that's exactly what we're going to do here today. So cheers, little brewski here to get us going. And the obvious question, why am I not playing in this game? Well, first of all, let's start with this. A lot of this for your boy leads to a lot of this. Leads to a lot of this. Leads to shortness of breath. I don't need to be out there doing all that. Instead, I'll be here making my picks for the game we have assigned DFS prices to these guys as well. Before I get into the plays, I'm going to give a few honorable mentions. Guys that didn't make the cut. Notorious, probably the best player on the floor, just couldn't afford him. Noto, love you, buddy. Nothing negative to say about you. The price just too high. Could not go there. Stevie, my man, my dog, stick with NASCAR. When a guy comes out and says, terrible draft pick when he gets picked, not a good sign. Couldn't go with Stevie. And last of all, Eric Crane, my buddy. All you got to do is watch the tire video. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go check out Eric Crane through the tires at a FanDuel final. Don't know if this guy can get up down the floor more than two and a half times in the game. So limited minutes there, limited production. So Crane will give an over-under of, say, three and a half, four minutes in this game. Just not enough minutes for me to get excited about the production. So without further ado, let's jump into things here. Let's start out with some value. We're going to roll with Roto Grinders founder, Cam McMillan. Now, nice value here on Cam. Nice cheap prices here. My hope is, hey, we get some narratives here. Cam, if you didn't know, last year in this game, pretty much exploded his foot. It looked about the size of a football when he was done here. So, this guy's going to come in, have something to prove, something on his mind. Is he on a minutes restriction? That's my worry here. Does coach unleash him? Let him play full minutes and really allow him to channel his inner Joakim Noah, Jason Williams. This guy's a huge Florida Gators fan. I'm thinking he ends up channeling more like Lee Humphrey here. So hoping for minimum production here, hoping this guy's foot doesn't explode once again. He can make it through the games. Cam, nice value here to lead us off in the six pack. All right, let's get to the, the old guys section. Let's get to some of the, the dinosaurs in the game. Some of the guys that are my age, the OGs. Let's start with my boy Head Chopper. So Chop checks in a little bit more expensive here than Cam. Not much expensive. I'm not expecting a lot here from a guy that won a million dollars. What the hell does he care about this basketball? And Chop, why the hell are you playing in this game anyway? But try to do some digging, dig up some stats here on Chop. Unfortunately, the records don't go back far enough. This guy was in high school about 40 years ago. So no numbers to go off here. But what I want, Chop, give us the rec specs. I want to see some Kurt Rambis. And obviously a heavier, shorter version of Kurt Rambis. Wind, definitely going to be an issue here. And word is, Chop used to be a good football player. So, hoping maybe we get the second coming of the Fantasy Nomad. That's right, go back to the original RG Hoops game. Chop, I think he can do enough. Hopefully, doesn't fall out of this game. Hopefully, doesn't die of a heart attack out there. 
and hopefully use some of that million dollars on some training here and some aerobic activity getting ready for this game chop don't let me down buddy second pick here in the six pack all right the middle age section continues here we're gonna go with our media director that's right dan bach our next pick here in the six pack so dan is your basic middle-aged white guy floor play the guy you see at the ymca just just hitting threes practicing his free throws doing the old mic and drill under the hoop that's dan so that i don't expect much here i expect the floor maybe he hits a couple threes here i have no idea how the hell this guy was named a captain but here we are nice mid-range played it's boring it's vanilla it's powder it's dan bach we're moving on to our next play now next guy minimum price play i think there's some value here at minimum price bare minimum across all the major sites we're going to go the big t tony Nehaus. that's right minimum price how the hell can i give this guy more than minimum price when he's out here getting manicures pedicures the guy's legs are about as white as a ghost about as white as dan Bach's head the dude is allergic to the sun thank god this game is indoors or we would be in trouble here so too many manicures too many pedicures here so all the windmills all the giblets don't mean anything here with Tony. Probably should have played some college basketball, but too many ding-dongs, too many trips to Chick-fil-A here. And I did dig up some stats here on Tony. Back in 2001, we're talking about 20 years ago, did have a nice season. 71% shooting there, scored 39 points in a game. If was any good, might have hit 40 in that game. But 39 points, Tony, that's impressive. Don't think you're gonna do it here, but good value on Tony. Minimum price. Too much talking. I think he throws the game. Too worried about his giblets here. Got a bet with JSU. So, my gut feeling, Tony's throwing this game. I'm not paying more than minimum price for him. And he does not win the RG Basketball Challenge. Speaking of JSU, he is our next play here. Most expensive play we're going to roll with here in the six-pack. Now, I don't normally take guys that are four foot three in my six-pack, but we're going to do this here. JSU, the classic if I was your height guy, that's what you're going to hear out of JSU. I would have been in the NBA, but we can't can't sleep on JSU. All I hope is with guys like Stevie, Tony, Big Chief, guys, don't step on JSU while he's out there. Just keep an eye on him. Watch your footing. Do not step on this guy. And try to dig up some basketball stats here on JSU. Nothing. Crickets. But did find a highlight of his athletic career was a co-captain of his cross-country team and did finish 82nd in the regionals. And I didn't know they made 82nd place ribbons, but here we are, JSU, a cross-country superstar. As he finished in the top 100, 82nd, nothing to sneeze at. He's good at cross-country, going to have some win to him. JSU, solid play here for us in the six-pack. All right, it's beast time as we always do. We pick our favorite play on the slate. Really tough to do with a bunch of bums, overage guys playing hoops. But we're going to go off the board here with our beast in the night. We're going with, drum roll please. Soccer Dave, the beast of the night. I had to throw a curveball in here on you. How can we not pick Mount Julian Christian's all-time leading scorer as the beast of the night? We're talking about... Almost 1,900 career points for this guy. 25 points per game in his junior and senior season. I don't know if it was because he was good or because his mom was the principal of the school. Plus, the enrollment in that school, less than 500 K through 12. So you had about seven guys per grade. Really easy to average 25 in that league. But the guy's working out. I got to give him credit. Trying to fit back into those skinny jeans. He's a football player. Caught eight touchdowns. Was a soccer star as well. Hence the soccer day of name. I think Soccer Day Focus going to do some damage here in this game. As long as he doesn't wear the skinny jeans to the game, I'm all good with Soccer Day. Don't let me down, buddy. You are my beast of the night. All right, guys, we did it. We made it through. I don't know how the hell we even found six guys out of this group of bums, but we managed to do it. Hopefully, this game is as comedic as I'm expecting it to be, but hopefully, we don't have any heart attacks out here. Bunch of 30, 40, 50. Hell, I think there's a 65-year-old guy running around here. Hopefully, nobody explodes their foot like Cam again this weekend, but I can't wait to take this game in and hoping it's as laughable as I'm expecting it to be. Get in the comment section below the video and let me know. Do you agree with the pricing? Do you agree with the beast of the night? Who do you want to put in your picks here for the six-pack for this RG game? Let me know. Let's talk it out. Have some fun with it, guys.
What's going on, everybody? Happy Friday, and welcome to Grinders Live on the Roto Grinders. I'm Eric Crane, joined by Kyle Murray. And Kyle, this is a weird show because I'm sitting here in this giant conference room. I can hear myself talking because of this echo. Meanwhile, you are 10 feet away from me, but you have the nicest studio I've ever seen in my life. And I got to be honest, we're going to talk basketball, but I'm jealous, man. What's going on? Yeah, you know, just got done driving about seven hours to get here, so I think I earned a little bit of the uh, the nice room here. I know we both were on a little bit of a road trip, a little bit a little bit of traveling today, but we're both here in Nashville, so excited to do a show in, in the comforts of the Roto-Grinders office today. I'm excited, yeah. Yeah, so it's of course it's the last show before the big basketball game with Roto-Grinders. Those of you who've been watching the Beer Maker Fan uh, six-pack video, he, did, he left me out. I'm not a value player or anything, and I'm just going to let you guys know, if you're filling out this prop sheets on Instagram, and you need to be doing that, check out Roto-Grinders on Instagram, and... Go fill out the props sheet. You can win some pretty sweet Roto-Grinder swag. You can even win some free premium if you do, uh, if you're one of the best out there. So really quick, some notes. I'm going to give you guys some tips or some tips. First off, if it is a Dan Bach prop, bet the under. <laughs> His calf is jacked up. He ain't going to play. It's my if, captain right there. Yeah, it's your Oh, Kyle. <laughs> oh, buddy. Oh, captain, your captain. That's the seal. Bye-bye. Um, but, yeah, let's see. What are some other props? Uh, if you want to bet on a team, one of the questions is, will a team go 0-3 or not? Once again, yes, I think one team is going to go 0-3. I think one of the players on that team that's going to go 0-3 is on the other side of this camera right now. Do you have any other props that you like, Kyle? No, you know, I was disappointed. I was looking for my triple-double prop, didn't have that in there. I was looking for my, my high and assist prop, didn't have that in there. I was looking for most threes hit total without touching the rim prop and that wasn't in there obviously for myself those are all hitting the over but you know didn't happen so you know take the over on the big t 40 time and yeah that's about it that's all i can say oh that's too good they're in the chat they're speculating on some some props guys do you want to do it check out the rotor grinders instagram page go ahead click click on the uh the story that talks about the basketball game you can fill out the prop sheet again you can win some pretty nice rotor grinders swag some premium a lot of good stuff and uh a lot of the stuff that you can win, you can see right here on my screen right now. You see I got the FanDuel NBA right now for lineup HQ. And, you know, we're talking about a slate. It's a nice seven-game slate, Kyle. And within the last half hour, we've had some news coming down. I was out there, you know, glad-handing with the other people over at Roto-Grinders. Next thing I know, I come sit down on my computer and Clint Capella, he was ruled out. Um, sounds like Brennan Clark is not going to play. And, of course, you know, we're still looking at Luca out, Mark Gasol out, Giannis is probable. Mello, Jaron Jackson, they're both out. We've got all these guys out. So obviously on a slate like this, Kyle, there's going to be value available. So let's just kind of start off talking about some of this value. Who are some of your favorite value plays on this slate? Yeah, so obviously, you know, the big news, Luca's going to be out. Just got word that he's going to be out for about six games. So it's a devastating loss for us Luca truthers. So I think a lot of the value is going to fall on that one. A lot of these guards going to step into, you know, bigger roles as far as minutes and usage. So the main one that pops up to me is Jalen Brunson. I labeled him as my top overall play on the expert survey, as well as the, my top salary saver. Just too cheap on both sides. 3-8 on DraftKings, 3-6 on FanDuel. Great matchup against Houston. I think he's just probably one of the just plug and plays of the day. You know, he, he obviously projects really well with the minutes that he's going to get, as well as he's, he's never really been a bad permanent producer either. The only real issue with him has been getting the minutes, obviously be going, being behind Luka. But I think there are a few guys you can play. I think you can play Seth Curry. You know, we saw him play around 20 minutes last game in the blowout where Luka only played 25 minutes. So uh, it's reasonable to say he's probably going to add a few more minutes. And he's a guy that can fill up the bucket too. So, But there are, you know, other guys here. Porzingis, actually, I would probably consider him a value on both sides tonight where he's just yeah. too cheap. I believe he's 6'8 on DraftKings and 6'4 on Fandle. So, I would actually consider that a value for – he has been on a, a little bit of a minutes limit, but I think he's going to you know, be all right here in this one. I think he can produce even if he is limited a little bit. Uh, he can play Daylon right here. And then Tim Hardaway Jr., who was upgraded to probable middle of the day, uh, saw that during my seven-hour car ride here. So excited to see that. My former U of M Wolverine. I think he's a solid play too and a little bit of a value play. He should be able to get some more shots up with Luke out. Yeah, I mean, if you just take a look here at the court IQ without Luca on the floor, you see everybody's usage goes up. Everybody's point per minute goes up. You know, you mentioned Brunson. To me, he's the first guy in every line if you build tonight. DraftKings, FanDuel, I don't care. It, I mean, I would feel okay paying 5500 or 6K for him in this spot. The fact that he's nearly mid-priced across the entire industry just means that he's lock and load. You mentioned Porzingis. He's somebody that has crushed in this spot. You see 1.38. That is it's DraftKings points per minute. Even if he's only going to get 26 minutes, he's still getting there at his price. So to me, 
Those are the two guys that I really feel good about. Other guys, you mentioned DeLon, right? Seth Curry. How many Mavericks do you think it's too many? Because I think with Luka out, you know, it's really not all that different when Giannis is out or when Harden is out. There's a ton of uses to go around. So how many Mavericks are too many for you? I think it depends on how you're going to build your lineup. I think if you have a Houston Rock in your lineup, which is obviously I think is a valid strategy, I think you can maybe even do three or four. I think for the most part, I'm going to have two in my lineups. For the most part, I think Brunson and Porzingis are guys I'm just making sure are in the majority of my lineups. And then, like I mentioned, I would say probably Hardaway would be my third option and then Seth Curry fourth. So I think you can play four of them. Probably wouldn't do any more than that. But, you know, if you have maybe two Rockets um, – I think you can kind of do whatever you want with this with this game here. So there's a lot to do with this game in DFS. going to be a lot of scoring going around for uh, DFS purposes. So I think you can do a lot of things. But for me, I'm sticking in between two and four. Well, let's talk about the other side of this game because obviously Houston, they're a mess right now. You know, Harden has looked terrible. It's been Russell Westbrook's offense lately, which is a really weird thing to say. I, you know, I don't think any of us saw that coming. Harden has looked He's just looked off. I heard you on the morning grind this morning talking about how passive he's looked. Yeah. yeah. See, that's what I do on three hour car, right? Then check out the morning grind with you and Britt. But, um, you know, what are you doing with Houston? Cause now all of a sudden with Clint Capella out, <laughs> are we going to go back? Are we going to consider one Isaiah Hartenstein? Oh man. I can't uh, do it. I can't do it. No. I just don't think there's, it's too, too much of a necessity here on this slate. You know, I think that we have other value. I think the, the Hartenstein one was kind of a spot where people wanted to play a bunch of Rockets, and he was super cheap on a slate where outside of that game, there wasn't a whole lot of other value. In this one, I think there's a lot of other value spots, uh, especially at the guard position with these Mavs. So I'm not doing it. I would just prefer to play a guy like even P.J. Tucker, who we saw what they can do with P.J. Tucker. They'll play him 94 minutes a game at the five if they want to. So, um, yeah, I saw someone that's saying that I'm, they're using a, a stunt double for me. I think that's hilarious. And you, you guys don't want to see my hair. And I've been wearing a hat for two days straight. I haven't showered yet today. So you probably smell me through the camera. That's so. what that smell is. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering because I was like, man, I, I mean, this conference room, it's usually pretty clean, but I wasn't sure. <laughs> what on, so I understand. If it's all me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned PJ Tucker. Um, and I don't want to play PJ Tucker. Like, I just don't want to do it. I think like on DraftKings, I don't mind doing it because oh, I got DraftKings NFL there. That is the wrong thing. Let me click the DraftKings. <laughs> NBA. And you know, Tucker over here, okay? He's priced at 4-4. I'm fine with that. Why? Because you have the multi-position eligibility. The problem on FanDuel is that there are so many great power forward plays. Serge Ibaka, Christos Porzingis, Zion, Derek Favors is going to get some love, especially against the shorthanded Memphis Grizzlies team. You know, I struggle to click on the PJ Tucker button over on FanDuel. Is that something you're willing to do? Because power forward is loaded. Yeah, I think I, I'm not sure if you mentioned I was responding to my stunt double haters in the chat. People don't think it's me. It's me. Uh, it, is, yeah. it is Kyle. So there's one that I'm not sure if you mentioned it, but Serge Ibaka is one for me. Marcus Gasol ruled out once again. Mm-hmm. He's still way too cheap. Um, we've seen big man really just destroy Andre Drummond recently. It just looks like Andre Drummond isn't interested on the defensive end. And it looks like that's something that people have been taking advantage of. Ibaka should see, you know, up you know, low to mid thirties minutes if the game stays close. And yeah, I like him a lot. So him and Porzingis are my two priorities at power forward. I think you can play PG Tucker. I just don't think it's necessary. Like I mentioned, I'm trying to save money at the point guard spot tonight, especially on FanDuel, you know, where you get the more strict position eligibility. So yeah, at the point guard position, that's where I'm trying to spend or try to spend down. And then power forward, you know, I think Porzingis and Ibaka are such good plays that it is hard to get to Tucker. I'll, I'll agree with you there. Okay, so we're looking at projected ownership right now. We're seeing about 50% on Surge, about 31% on Przingis. It would not shock me if Przingis was even higher. You mentioned point guard. A lot of people are going to be trying to save there with the likes of Jalen Brunson. Monte Morris, his ownership might go up because we just had Gary Harris ruled out. Seth Curry, you mentioned him. There are a number of different ways to spin down here, and I think a lot of people are going to be doing it. So where are you going to differentiate tonight? Because everybody wants to play LeBron James, and I get it. Um, Damian Lillard was somebody that I was considering and I want to play him. I just can't quite fit him in there. You know, Lillard's all the way up to 10-1 over on, uh, over on FanDuel. And look, if he does what he's been doing, you're going to be happy paying that price because he has just been on an absolute tear, nearly 60 points in this last game, 78, 64, 84 against Golden State. And, you know, when I look at a guy like Lillard, I like him. I want to play him. At 10-1, though, man, I just don't know if I can do it. Yeah, I think it is it is tough to differentiate today. There's a lot of really good spots that for guys that are pretty chalky. So like we mentioned Ibaka, Brunson, 
Um, talked a little bit about Valanciunas. You know, a lot of these guys are in really good spots and they're supposed to be popular. Uh, and it's, so it's hard to get away from these guys, especially the guy like LeBron. I love LeBron tonight. And he's going to be pretty popular, probably the highest on small forward in the slate. So for me, I'm trying to get different in this mid-tier. So there's some guys in the, you know, the 6 to 7K range, maybe a little bit cheaper than that, that are going overlooked. The first one that pops up to me that I have in my main lineup right now is Dennis Schroeder. I know you you like somebody in the game on the other side, the Phoenix game that you yeah. talked about in Slack chat earlier. Um, but, yeah, I like Schroeder a good amount. We've seen the, the usage just be really strong for him. His numbers actually continue to look very similar to SGAs, except for Schroeder a little bit less in minutes, but the, the salary just is extremely cheaper. I mean, not not quite the same uh, scenario there on DraftKings, but on FanDuel, he's over $1,000 cheaper. So I like Schroeder a lot in FanDuel. Uh, on DraftKings, I like Chris Paul a really good amount over there. So that's kind of where I'm trying to get different in the, in the mid-tier with guys that are going overlooked a little bit because, like I mentioned, a lot of these guys, the studs, LeBron being popular, uh, I like him a pretty good amount. And then these value guys I think are really good value plays. So uh, hard, to, hard to get away from that chalk, but I think you can get different in the mid-tier. It's funny. You mentioned Chris Paul, and he's actually somebody that I want to target. I mean, the spot against Phoenix is just so good. And I don't think you have to load up on Thunder guys. I'm not sure you could really have more than two, to be honest. But – Paul is one of these guys that's going to be low owned. He feels maybe a little bit too expensive, but I love on the I love two guys on the other side of this game as you said, Devin Booker. You know that's my sharp side lock today is over. I don't even remember what the number was, but he's scoring more than whatever points it was. Devin Booker's going for fifty tonight. Devin Booker is going absolutely bonkers, and he's going to do it at what is he projected under ten? Yes, six percent ownership. All right, I'm going to list, read you off a list of names here. All right, I'm just going to read them off. You ready to listen? Let's do it. Bogdan Bogdanovich, uh, DeLon Wright, Luka Doncic, Andrew Wiggins, Cam Reddish, Terrence Ross, Harden, Gary Trent, Damian Lillard, all guys that are jump shooters, all guys that are athletic, and all those guys in the last two weeks have absolutely destroyed Oklahoma City. And by the way, the big men have been doing it too, especially the high scores. Carl Anthony Towns, John Collins, Nikola Vucevic. Those guys have also in the last two weeks, those are the three best offensive centers that OKC has faced. And one of the reasons, at least in my opinion, is because Steven Adams is still banged up. And, you know, when that's the case, guys like Devin Booker, I love this matchup for him. DeAndre Ayton, love the matchup for him. And I feel like I almost, if I'm playing those two guys, I almost have to run it back. And I'm okay with that because if you look at the spread right here, I mean, the total 222 is not huge. But it's, it's a half-point spread. I mean, this is basically a pick'em game. I love this game stack, and I especially love Booker and Aiden. Yeah, I mean, this is a good time to just bring up our sharp side pick, since since you're a big Booker guy. That's your lock of the day, right, if I'm not mistaken? Yes. Yep. Over what I don't even remember what it never was, but I'm going over. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you had over 28 and a half was the over. I like that. I think that's – you know, they're actually I was looking at point totals on sharp side today. A lot of sneaky – overs you know like Zach Levine was one for point total that I saw was pretty high but I like it uh same with James Harden who we haven't really talked about but I like him tonight Uh, I'm a lunatic I'm playing James Harden and then but my lock of the day is Jonas Valanciunas rebounds uh, over 11 and a half uh, with no Jaron Jackson Jr. Brandon Clark you know questionable the minutes should be there for Valanciunas the only issue Valanciunas's entire year has been the minutes and you know with those minutes feeling much more secure with Triple J out uh with the suspension I think he's gonna be out there for 30 minutes and if that's the case it feels like he's a lock. I actually pushed the over on his, on his points, too. I think that was 18 and a half. So I like Valanciunas a, a lot tonight. Yeah, and, you know, Joe Val is one of those guys. He's going to be very popular. He's priced at 7K over on FanDuel, 6-3 on DraftKings. I mean, he's a great player on both sides. He's going to be really popular on both on both sides. And why? You look at the point per dollar here, the projected point per dollar on Roto-Grinders, which is a model that's just been crushing it this year. Yeah. He's all the way up to 6X. And usually when a guy is that high up, I just play him. If I wasn't in love with DeAndre Ayton tonight, I would be playing Jonas Valanciunas. And we should talk about this game as a whole because, like you said, Brandon Clark, he's doubtful. Jaron Jackson is going to miss. This Memphis side is really, really thin. I'm just going to sort right now by Memphis. And you're going to see that there's not going to be a lot of names that you're going to feel comfortable clicking on outside of Jonas Valanciunas. John Morant, I mean, we know he's going to see the Mills. Dylan Brooks, I'm a big Dylan Brooks guy. Um, Jay Crowder. I'm not a big Jay Crowder guy, but I think he's in play tonight. I think you can play two or three of these guys in every single team. Kyle Anderson is actually the one that grades out as the best point per dollar playing at 3-6. I think he's a great value over at shooting guard. Is there anybody on Memphis you don't like? Because all these guys feel really, really solid. 
Yeah, just the, uh, you know, the names like Solomon Hill, D'Anthony Melton, who I'm a little concerned about. Normally, I think he's pretty interesting. It's probably like this where, where there's some injuries or some, some, some suspension in this case. But uh, coming back from the injury, and we saw a couple of days ago where they, he wasn't on the injury report and they listed him out mid-game, it seemed like. So he'd probably be the only one to stay away. And then Josh Jackson, of course, too, the minutes just haven't really been there. But, yeah, I think you can pl- have interest in Crowder, Valanciunas, and Morant for me. Those are the top three. And then Dylan Brooks is all right, too. And then Kyle Anderson for some salary. I actually like John Morant a pretty good amount in this one. Uh, he should be pretty low on compared to some of these guys that we're going to have interest in. Gets the match against New Orleans, a little bit shorthanded for the Grizzlies. So, yeah, I, I think John Morant's a really good tournament play tonight. You know, we had a question in the ch- chat about, what about Josh Jackson if he starts? And it's what's crazy is this isn't the first Josh Jackson question I got today. You know, you're, you're driving for three hours, whether we're supposed to be on our phones or not. You know, let's face it, we're on our phones. And I'm talking with a buddy, and, he, and he's sending me, hey, what do you think of this lineup? What do you think of that lineup? And he has Josh Jackson and all of them. And I go, bro, are we really going to play Josh Jackson? And he says, just look at their available players. And when you look at it, you say, maybe Josh Jackson is in play. Tonight. I mean, if, if, if we find out Josh Jackson's starting at 3.5K over on FanDuel, I think he's the minimum or nearly the minimum over on DraftKings. I'm just going to play him, man. I want Josh Jackson to start. Why the hell not? Come on. Come on, Josh Jackson Avenue with me. I mean, I am a Josh Jackson truther. I will say I thought the Suns let go a little bit too early. I know he had some off-the-court issues, but I, I have been, you know, a fan of his throughout his career. I, think I always thought he had some potential. Hasn't really flashed it too much. But, I mean, if he's starting, you, you, it's hard to not at least give him a little bit of interest. Um, I'm not sure if he, you know, it's really hard to tell what they're going to do with the starting lineup. They can do a few different things because at his position, they do have a few guys. They could start Solomon Hill. They could start Anderson. They could start D'Anthony Melton and still limit him to minutes. They could do a whole bunch of different things. So it's really going to come down to that starting lineup. But yeah, if he is in the starting lineup, it's at least someone to consider because in, in the past, when he gets the opportunity, he has been a pretty strong uh, fantasy point per minute guy. So not anything that's going like, to blow, blow through the ceiling or anything, but that 3.5K in a good matchup, can't hate it if he's in the starting lineup. I think when Josh Jackson was with Phoenix, he went for 50 a few times. Like the upside yeah. is absolutely there. And him being relegated to the G League for a while, now if he comes back, if he actually gets an opportunity to start, he's going to be chucking the ball. Like that's just, he's not going to be shy out there. Yeah. So to me, Josh Jackson, I think is a really interesting play. If we get news that he's starting, if he's not starting back away, you don't have to get that cute unless you're, you know, I mean, maybe if you're max entering a $3 contest, you throw them on 10% of your lineups and just hope for the best. Uh, but yeah, you know, in this Pelican side, I think a lot of people are talking about this Memphis side. Not as many people are talking about New Orleans Pelicans. And one of the reasons is, Obviously, Drew Holiday is back. He's been playing great since returning. Zion Williamson is there, too, which means that a lot of these guys are sort of too priced up for me. You know, Brandon Ingram, 7-7, that's quite a bit cheaper than it was when he was nearly, you know, he was over 9K for a while there. But still, I'm not sure I want to play any of these guys, which feels weird because the matchup, the total, the pace, everything is telling me I should be targeting some of these Pelicans. Are you playing any of them? I think the one that I do have some interest in is Derek Favors uh, and then Zion Williamson on, on FanDuel a little bit. You know, it was good to see Zion hit the 30-minute mark on that last game against Cleveland. So, you know, if he can get to that number again, I think he's in a pretty good spot. Looks like he's going to have some ownership on him, though. So, in that case, I, I like the pivot of going to Derek Favors. I did that the other night when he played Cleveland. Didn't really work out like I wanted to, but I, I think the potential still there. You know, Derek Favors is a good per-minute guy, obviously a really good matchup. So, uh, yeah, I think the main one for me is Derek Favors. I, I like Holiday a little bit on FanDuel. Not as much on DraftKings where he's a little bit more priced up, but it's just hard to have a ton of interest in these guys with everybody healthy and everybody playing. And it, I talked about it in the morning grind. It kind of seems like everybody's price is up to where, you know, Holiday was out and, and Reddick was out and Zion wasn't back. So, you know, I think these prices are a little bit at a point where it's hard to, you know, be in love with any of these guys. But, you know, I think you can play Holiday. He should be somewhat contrarian. And then uh, Favors is someone I, I like a, a little bit as well. I I don't think I've ever gotten Derek Favors right. You know, if I play, oh, I never play him. And when I fade him, he t- seems to be going off. He does have high ownership. And you look at him, even with Zion back, he's been playing pretty darn well. I think it's a really interesting, interesting way to go. I would be surprised if he got all the way up to 18%. And the main reason is power forward, as we kind of alluded to earlier. It's just stacked, especially in this mid-tier, because you look at guys, Jared Allen. I'm surprised more people aren't talking about Jared Allen. And I know that DeAndre Jordan is back, but still, I think we can easily give Jared Allen, like it says here, 28 minutes. And against the Bulls' front line, that's just atrocious against guys like Jared Allen. He could crush there. We talked about Porzingis, Zion, Serge. I think, you know, you know, Serge, 
Zinger and Zion are going to be the three chalky guys. You talked about Derek Favors as a pivot. Is there anybody else at the power forward position you're looking to pivot to? Because to me, it's really tough to get off those guys. Yeah, you know, I think the more we talk about it, it's actually kind of feeling like this might be a good spot to get contrarian because there are a lot of really good plays at power forward, especially on Fandle. And the ownership's going to be pretty condensed to, like you mentioned, three guys really. So I think there are a handful of guys. I think Thaddeus Young is still okay. Um, he The minutes have been really good for him, but this hasn't really produced. And it hasn't really been the case for him in years past you know, when he was with the Pacers. Pretty good per minute guy, just didn't really get the minutes behind Sabonis and Turner. Um, so I, I think, you know, Thaddeus Young could be obviously in a good matchup here against the Nets. That you can play Michael Porter Jr. here. No Gary Harris once again. Obviously opens up a few more shots. 4-8 for him. I think it's a pretty good spot. Obviously tough matchup, but the price and, and the pace up spot is uh, intriguing. And then you mentioned Jared Allen. We talked about P.J. Tucker. So, yeah, I think this might actually be a, a little sneaky spot to maybe get contrarian a little bit. And even if you wanted to, you could maybe go play Luke Cornette and hope that Cristiano Felicio stops getting minutes for whatever reason they gave him 30 minutes last game. No idea why. But maybe Cornette gets those minutes back. He's cheap against Brooklyn. So, yeah, there are you know, a handful of good, of good good options here. And then we haven't even talked about Anthony Davis, who you know, obviously you can play him in any matchup, and now he gets the Trailblazers. Uh, no Carmelo Anthony, which I, I joked about on the morning grind, is prob- probably a little bit of a, a, a downgrade because you know, anyone that they replace him with is probably going to be a better defender than Melo. But, yeah, you can play Davis. Um, so, yeah, the more we talk about it, it kind of feels like there's just a ton of options at power forward and there's going to be condensed ownership. So maybe we pivot at least maybe at one of these spots on FanDuel. So, yeah, I, I like Porzingis a lot. I think he'd be my number one option here. Uh, yes. I just think I think his minutes, the minutes limit is going to be eased up on a little bit with no uh, Luca. I think they're just going to need a scoring. And obviously the usage is going to go up. So then maybe with that second spot, we pivot off of a guy like Serge or, Z- or Zion. But, you know, I think they are in good spots, but there are you know, a handful of guys that are also in good spots. Well, let's talk about Anthony Davis because one of the things you can always do is spin up to be contrarian, but you don't want to spin up to be stupid. If you look here at the projections, I mean, we see Zion 5.5x, Brzingis 5.7x, you know, Surge 6.1x. Anthony Davis at 5.2x is perfectly fine. And we know that there are ceiling gains there. Now, the, que- the question is, if you play Anthony Davis, can you still play LeBron James? Uh, I mean, I think you can. I think if that's the case, I'd probably want to have, you know, a guy like maybe CJ McCollum or something in that lineup to kind of maximize that, that upside of the game being close and competitive. I don't love playing those guys together and it, and it sucks because when I do play one of them, I, it feels like I get it wrong, but I think I'm just going to prefer to go LeBron here. Um, but I think you can easily say, you know, Hey, Anthony Davis is going to be lower owned in the same matchup. Good spot for him. So I think you can play either one, but I'm preferring just to pick one and play them. Well, and one of the reasons that I have LeBron in my lineups right now, not only because of course the Kobe narrative, everybody knows that, but he's just a really good play in a really good spot at a position that is simply not as strong as power forward. Because if you're looking at small forward here, I mean, you can play Giannis if you want. Uh, I see him at 23%. Maybe he'll be that high. I'm not so sure. I don't think I'm going to play Giannis. You know, Siakam is a guy in a good spot. I'm not sure I can pay 8-3 for him. Same for Brandon Ingram. You know, to me, small forward feels like one of those positions where I'm paying LeBron, that I'm saving some money. But of course, again, if you want to get cute, play Anthony Davis, I think that's fine. Who are some of the other small forwards that you like? Yeah, so I, I think for me, I'm prioritizing LeBron over Giannis. You know, you get a little, little bit of a discount. I like the matchup here. I actually have LeBron projected for like half a point less than, than Giannis. It's actually 0.4. So I think the, the difference in pricing uh, makes up for the for the ownership and, and the salary. So I think I'm going LeBron over Giannis here. But the other guys – Uber, I have some interest in, you know, if this game stays close, he's a guy that's going to play mid thirties, maybe even 40 minutes. Um, as far as the other guys, I like Will Barton a little bit. I think he's in a okay spot. Obviously it's going to be a little bit of a pace up spot with a little bit of a tough defensive matchup against the bucks here, but he's someone I have some interest in. And then after that, I'm really trying to save some money. So Gally J Crowder is really catching my eye should play, you know, he should be safe for 30 minutes. It feels like with all these uh, injuries slash suspensions that they're having. Um, and then another guy we mentioned is uh, Tim Harvey jr. Who, Pretty cheap on both sites, uh, so I like him a little bit as well. You know, another guy that I like down here, we got to talk about it, is Trevor Ariza because historically he has guarded LeBron James anytime the two have faced, whether it's in the playoff, regular season, whatever. Portland, without Carmelo Anthony, it would not shock me, you know, if they're willing to give him a ton of minutes. You've seen his last game against Houston. He played 38 minutes, and look, I'm not saying that I love Trevor Ariza, but at 4-3, it certainly seems like you could do worse because – I kind of think he gets close to 30 points tonight. And if he gets that, like, you kind of got to play him, right? 
Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard not to project him in, in 30s to mid-30s of minutes here considering what he's done so far. Just in, I think it's been, what, three games, four games? Yeah, three games. So 38, 31, and 35 minutes in the games that he's played with Portland so far this year. So I think it's hard to project him below 30. And, you know, I think you should have him probably 32, 33, maybe even more. So, yeah, I think it's a, a good spot for minutes here. Uh, I think he's an okay value option. Obviously a tough matchup here, but this could be a good game for DFS purposes, despite it being, you know, someone that, you know, it's kind of a tough matchup here. The Lakers pretty good defensively, but yeah, I think it's, it's a good spot for Ariza. The DraftKings pricing is a little bit iffy. I don't really love it over there, but on FanDuel, I can definitely get behind Ariza. Well, let's talk about the DraftKings price because you and I, we mainly, you play, mainly play on FanDuel, right? Yep. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sort of the same way. So when I look at DK over here, you see LeBron James, he's priced below Giannis. Harden and Westbrook, and then we've got Lillard, of course, at nine nine. What do you what do we do with Lillard right now? Because like the dude's just going bonkers every day, and it's tough for me to play Lillard when I can save three hundred bucks and play Anthony Davis. But God, it's really tough to ignore what Damian Lillard's been doing. Yeah, man, you know you kind of learn a few things with for, from playing NBA DFS, and that's when Damian Lillard gets in a groove. You just got to have some interest in him because that dude cannot be stopped when he gets going. Uh, somewhat tough matchup against the Lakers should be paced down spot, but at, we have him at sub 10% ownership right now in FanDuel. So it's hard to ever hate on that. Um, for me, I actually like James Harden a pretty good amount tonight on FanDuel. He's 10-1 over there. I was kind of hoping the ownership would be a little bit lower. He's at 32% project, projected ownership right now on FanDuel, so it's a little bit higher than I had hoped. Kind of hope people would be scared off of how bad he's been recently, but uh, I think he's, a, he's an option here, a good option to go back to, buy low on him after a, a quite a few bad games. So for me, I'm prioritizing the money at small forward and shooting guard rather than point guard, but I can never blame anybody for, you know, going and get Dame at less than 10%. Yeah. I mean, Harden, he hasn't eclipsed 60 points in three weeks. And as I understand why it would be tough to play him, but you know, no Luca there. I think they might try and slow this game down as well. Apparently PJ Stucker, he PJ Tucker. <laughs> I like PJ Stucker. That feels a little bit, uh, more appropriate, but he's going to be starting at center tonight for the Houston Rockets. And um, again, power forward, it's just a really strong position. Like I don't, I'm not going to dislike any of these guys, honestly. Like I think Jared Allen is sort of, might be the guy that gets left out, but we mentioned Zinger, Zion, Brow, Favors. Like this is, this is loaded, man. Let's talk some DraftKings pricing real quick. I'm going to pull them up. You know, we're, we were talking about some of the value over on FanDuel. Jalen Brunson, once again here, an elite value options. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas, one of your favorite plays on the slate. 6.3K. We've got him projected at 7X. You very rarely will see a guy that's priced over 4,500 with a 7X projection. I think on DraftKings, where you have more position flexibility, I kind of feel like you just got to play Joe Val. Yeah, and don't forget about our new smash percentage, 41% smash percentage on FanDuel. I know you're, you're talking DraftKings prices specifically, but when, when you are getting a guy with a 41% smash rate, I think that's a pretty solid play right there. Yeah. And, and, and also, you can take a look in lineup HQ and see all the colors under his name, which is always exciting. You know, we got four different colored dots right there. So that means it's a good play. The rainbow play of the day. Yeah, everybody likes Jonas Valanciunas. Those are the Roto Grinders tags for those of you wondering what the hell we're talking about. Um, some other values over on DraftKings. We already talked about Kyle Anderson. I see Tyus. Like, there's some guys like Tyus Jones. I'm not playing Tyus Jones. 21, 22 minutes on Tyus Jones. On some slates, okay, you're going to take it. This ain't the slate for that. Solomon Hill, I mean, if you, I understand he might play 30 minutes. I ain't playing Solomon Hill. I think we were once again – but I got made fun of yesterday. I just want you to know. I was, I was doing – I was in the chat during Roto-Grinders, and I mentioned Tory Craig SZN. I called the good Tory Craig game. Uh-oh. Yeah. Didn't play him. But I call it a good game. But um, once again, you know, he typically plays extra minutes whenever they're facing an elite score. And obviously that's what Milwaukee has. He's going to play as many minutes as Giannis does. I think we could actually bump this minutes up to 34 or so. And if you do that, all of a sudden he becomes one of the better plays on the slate. Again, last guy in. You're not starting your teams here. Another guy that's interesting, too, is Pat Connaughton. And that's because Dante DiVincenzo, is he out or doubtful? I missed I believe, it. Let me pull. I believe I saw in chat that he was ruled out. Okay. We... Okay. Yeah. So he's out. So what do we do with a guy like Pat Connaughton? Is he a value option for you today, or you just kind of don't really want to mess with it? Man, I've seen so many games where Pat Connaughton literally doesn't even take a shot that it's hard to feel any confidence in him. I think I would prefer to play a guy like Wes Matthews here, who should start, should 
probably take the the bulk of these minutes Don't here. West Matthews. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna make me choose between Patty C, the Fighting Irishman, and West Matthews, the Marquette Golden Eagle, is that what it is? I'm taking West Matthews. I have no idea. I have no clue where they went to college. If that's I right, chat will be impressed, and that's all I care about. So uh, I'll get I'll either get corrected inflamed for it or i'll get celebrated and that's all you yeah, ever want like nobody celebrates they either make fun of you or just not you know okay that was a good job yeah <laughs> i don't know um chat's asked about gary harris being out you know we talked about michael porter i think he is a deep tournament option but where this really moves me to is a guy like monte morris or tory craig let's talk about monte morris because yesterday at least for me he was a giant disappointment over on fanduel you look at the price tag oh that's that's moss Moss is not Mossy Morris is not a thing. The price tag is pretty darn good. 4.3 K with 32 minutes of starting point guard against Milwaukee. I typically don't target Milwaukee with anybody. Are we playing Monty Morris though today? Because for, there's so many good value point guards, man. No, I'm, I'm done with Monty Morris. I can't, I watched that entire game last night waiting for Monty Morris to just do something. And he refused. So I, I'm in all seriousness. I'm just going to stick with these Mavs guys. I think you can get different with these Mavs along enough you can play Seth Curry you can play JJ Barea even if you wanted to JJ Barea played around 20 in mid-20s minutes in that game last time out so I think he has a, a shot to at least get in there for you know 20-25 minutes and you know we know JJ Barea that little dude just wants to shoot when he's on the floor so I think you can get different with these Dallas guys you could play Dalen Wright you could play a, a, a value piece on Fanduel and Tim Hardaway so I think for me I'm staying away from Monty Morris today I think there's other options that I like a little bit more and then if I wanted to I could just eat the chalk with Jalen Brunson so we got a question in the chat about the situation. Malik Beasley or JJ Barea? By the way, you can't. I am going to allow you to answer neither. Um, I, if I had to choose between either one, I would pick JJ Barea. I think JJ Barea is some somewhat interesting. You know, he's definitely not safe by any means. He's definitely going to need a little bit of a lucky kind of game script run to get to get the full you know mid twenties minutes. But somewhat interesting at least. He's going to like I said, if he gets on the floor, he's going to be shooting the ball. So uh, I just. I prefer him. And Malik Beasley, he's totally reliant upon if he gets hot or not. Otherwise, he's just not going to get the minutes. We've seen it. Like Monty Morris literally did nothing last night, and he got the closing rotation over Malik Beasley. So it's just been really difficult for Malik Beasley to get those closing minutes. Um, we've seen it like once or twice since the Gary Harris and Jamal Murray injuries have, have happened. But, um, yeah, I'm just going to go with J.J. Bray on that one. Uh, they want to know Jay Crowder, Daniel House, or P.J. Tucker. We're going to get a lot of P.J. Tucker questions, and this is it's just depressing. What was the first name? Uh, Jay Crowder. Okay, I, I would take Crowder. So I'll just rank the three, actually. Crowder, House, and then Tucker. Just because Tucker's at power forward, and I think that position's a little bit more uh, better. More better? A little bit better? Yeah, they want to know if um, Tucker, starting at the five, hurts Kristaps Porzingis. I don't think it affects him at all. No, no like, I mean, Porzingis can, Go ahead. Yeah, Porzingis will just look at look down at him and then shoot a three over him. So I, I think he's, he'll be all right. Yeah. It's basically like what you're going to do to me in the basketball game. Exactly. Yeah, yeah there you I go. understand. And, you know, look, I understand P.J. Tucker's a great defender and whatnot, but, I mean, as we saw yesterday with Trey Young, matchups with studs just don't – they just don't matter as much. I'm not saying Christoph Porzingis Przenga, is some stud, but it doesn't matter nearly as much as we want it to. A reaser Crowder is a little bit interesting. Um, unfortunately, on my lineups, I only have the money for a reason. <laughs> I don't have any – I'm capped out. But yeah. if salary's not a thing, you know, do you prefer Jay Crowder there? Or do you even prefer Tim Hardaway? Um, man, that's a tough one. I think I would prefer Crowder, but I think I would prefer Tim Hardaway over Ariza. Uh, I just think Tim Hardaway's going to see a, a decent amount of usage. I think he's going to be pretty contrarian. I don't think Ariza's bad by any means. I think they're all three a pretty good options. Then House is actually in a similar price range as well. So I'd be looking to fill one of my small four spots with one of those four guys, but I think I'll go Crowder, Hardaway, Ariza, and then House fourth. We got a lot of questions coming in, so I'm just going to go ahead and stick with the questions. Guys, if you're enjoying this show and want to ask a question, check us out on the YouTube chat. Also, if you're watching Roto-Grinders, that chat is right there as well. And um, i got to let you guys know because right now we're running a contest on Instagram because we've got the big Roto-Grinders basketball happening here in two days. And if you want to win some Roto-Grinders swag, some free premium even maybe, it's definitely worth it. Check out the Roto-Grinders Instagram story. Fill out the prop sheet. There's a question with who scores more points, me or two guys. You know, Brian's one of them, and I can't remember the other guy's name. The answer's me. I guess guess who I voted for. Me? Yeah. 
get out of here. You've lost it. You've lost it. You guys are going to be lucky if I don't have a triple double of by <laughs> six minute mark. And by that, I mean I'm going to be playing a basketball game on my phone while trying to catch my breath. Um, all right, Chris Paul or John Morant? These are two guys that we really haven't talked all that much about. I like Chris Paul, Paul quite a bit, but John Morant, if you're just looking at the better game environment, it's definitely John Morant. Do you have a preference between these two? Uh, I think I slightly lean Chris Paul. Uh, it's not by much, but I think it's a slight lean to Chris Paul. I like them both, but, yeah, I'm just going to take Paul on that one. All right, cash game. Since we both play tournaments, we're going to answer the question anyways. Lowry and Bridges or Morant and Tucker? I'm definitely going Morant and Tucker. Yeah, agreed. Can we talk about Bridges for a second? Because this is a guy that, you know, there's these guys always that pop in models. He's not even popping in the model. Mikael Bridges I'm talking about. And because he's going to play a ton of minutes, and he never does anything. And I know Britt was talking about on your show how he liked Mikael Bridges. I just don't see the upside, man. Like, are you have any interest at all in Bridges? Um, not, not really, because I think there are just better options with more upside. The, the upside with Bridges kind of comes in his blocks and his steals. I mean, obviously, he's a guy who can go out and score 10 points and get five or six rebounds, but the real, the real upside lies in if he's going to get the stocks, the steals and blocks. You know, last, last game out, we saw him get three of them combined. So that's where his upside falls. And that's not really a, a cash game guy. I mean, I guess you could consider he's a cash game guy because he's going to get a ton of minutes. But um, I think you just have better cash options. You know, Jake Crowder is cheaper. Trevor Ariza is cheaper. Daniel House is cheaper. So um, I, I think those are all better cash options. We've also got people wanting to know about Ricky Rubio in the chat. And they, I'm on these other Phoenix guys, so I'm not playing Rubio. But from a pure points per dollar standpoint in the projection model, I mean, Rubio seems fine. Enough. I like – 5.5 is just too cheap for Ricky Rubio. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, the, the price is just too cheap on both sites, really. So I, I like him a pretty good amount. And it is tough because, you know, Booker is a, is a solid option. Aiden's a solid option. Ubre is a solid option. So I think Rubio probably is in, in a mix of players on his own team that make it hard to play him. But at that price, I think it's a really good spot for him. Let's talk about some game stacks um, as soon as I get to the old NBA. Page. See, this is what happens. I go it just pulls me up to football. I'm still focused on the Super Bowl. Um, you know, obviously a lot of people are going to want to stack this Grizzly-Pelicans game. Memphis or New Orleans, seven-and-a-half-point favorites in a total that is absolutely massive, 242-and-a-half. If you want to stack this game, I ain't going to tell you no. I have no – who's in there with you? You keep looking up. Yeah, Grant just came in and gave me the, uh, the you know, what eyes. So he's trying to give me uh, also oh, – That's, that's great. Stuff. If Grant's here, all hell really is about to break loose. <laughs> um, what are some of the other games you're looking at stacking today? This Oklahoma City-Phoenix win – is one that I really feel strongly that could shoot out that I do like, and I like some of the pieces. What are some of the other games that you like to uh, stack up? Honestly, this might sound like a cop-out, but I think the only game that you can't game stack is the Toronto and Detroit one. I just don't love the Detroit side very much, and the only guy in Toronto I really like is Ibaka, so I don't really have too much interest in that game. But you know, when it comes to a game stack, I, I consider that probably at the very least two guys, and I, I think I like Levine a lot, who I haven't really talked about too much, but – Kind of talked about in passing. I like him a lot. I think he's a really good contrarian play. Um, and then Jared Allen as well. And then obviously we've talked about the guys in the Houston-Dallas game, the Memphis-New Orleans game, and you know the other games as well. I think they're all – you can game stack really all of them except for the Toronto-Detroit one. I guess my favorite one would be the Memphis-New Orleans one. And then you know outside of the Dallas-Houston one, which is going to be the pretty popular one. You know, you mentioned that you don't have a lot of love for uh, the Detroit-Toronto side. What do we do with Andre Drummond? Because I'm a little bit surprised to see his projected ownership as low as it is, just 9% over on DraftKings, where he's only priced at 9.3. I assume the FanDuel ownership is going to be even lower just because everybody's going to play Jonas Valanciunas. So Drummond, unowned, man, like we have some interest there, don't we? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I think that that's a good point. On, on DraftKings, he is cheap. You know, 9.3 is a pretty affordable tag for him over there. Um, but on FanDuel, where you can only play one of them, he's like – probably third or fourth on my list. And I only play one to three lineups a night. So uh, don't get to him too frequently. Like I mentioned, I like Valance Shunas a lot. I'm with you. I like Aiton a lot. So I think when it comes down to those two, I prefer those two over Drummond. And then I think Hassan Whiteside's pretty interesting as well. Actually, looking at ownership projections right now, interesting to see that Whiteside is actually projected 5% more ownership than Drummond. So Drummond... Yeah, Drummond looks to maybe be a pretty good contrarian play. Don't love the matchup. Don't love really anything I, except for the price. The price is okay, but I, I think I, he falls kind of third or fourth on the list for me. I'm surprised to see Whiteside is going to be talking. I assume that means that 
you know, more people just not chalk 10% isn't chalk, but you know, I just think a lot of people want to play this late game. This is not a slate where you want to be winning money early on. If you are winning all the money before 1030 Eastern, I got bad news for you because this LeBron uh, game is going to be just nuts. I mean, it's impossible for us to sit here and say, well, I think LeBron's going to do this, you know, after the COVID. What do you think happens with LeBron? Like, do you have an opinion or is it just kind of, I don't know what to expect? I mean, I honestly just don't know. I think it's going to be definitely a special environment, you know, being in Staples Center with the Lakers with their first game since the news of Kobe. But, you know, I think it's really hard to take a guess and you definitely can't like put it into an algorithm or a projection. Definitely. So um, I think it's definitely something that we should just sit back and watch and kind of enjoy. And I don't think anyone really knows what to expect. Any interest in Kuzma for you've got a few Kyle Kuzma questions, which I got to say, I was not expecting. Um, yeah, look, I know he's going to play minutes in the upper 20s. I I don't know, man. Like, there are just so many good power forwards. I feel like I don't need to play Kuzma. Yeah, it's just hard for Kuzma to really get involved in the offense at all because he's usually playing with either LeBron or Davis on the floor because they try to their best to keep one of those guys in the floor at all times, and then he takes the back seat. So uh, I don't really love Kuzma. All right, let's talk some roster construction because somebody asked, is tonight setting the PB stars and scrubs try to fit three 10K guys in? And you can. Here, I'm just going to pull up the lineup for you that I was working on before. We'll go ahead and throw – here, I'm just going to – we'll throw LeBron in there. We'll throw uh, – I'm going to throw Booker in. Got to be careful not to, like, give out my whole line. Actually, nobody's playing Booker. I love right here. You see right here, man, like the point per dollar. Harden's up there. Levine, Booker, Crater's out. Nobody's playing Booker. I'm going to get that 50-point game all to myself. And I just want to say to you guys out there, thank you for giving that to me because daddy needs new shoes. Um, <laughs> you know, you could look at LeBron, Booker, and then let's say we wanted to play Damian Lillard because we wanted to run back LeBron game. So we've got three guys, 10-1, 8-9, 11-2. So you're averaging 10K right there. You absolutely can do this. If you set up this lineup, you still have 49.50 left over per spot. I know, Kyle, you like Joe Val. Um, you know, you can throw him in there 42. I mean, you're going to have to punt in two of these remaining spots, but it's absolutely doable. So I think it's a start and scrubs night. Do you? Yeah, I think so. The thing that I found is when people are kind of what feels like the public's trying to play three, I'll try to play two. Uh, and then maybe when they're trying to play one or two, I'll try to play more. But just because sometimes, I mean, on a slate like this, there is a lot of value. So I definitely think you can play three. But there are a lot of guys, a lot of good guys in the mid tier. You know, we've talked about so many. Like we we talked about Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Zach Levine. Uh, you know, a handful of guys that you can just go on and on and just rattle the names off. There's so many good guys in the mid tier. So I mean, I think I I like to maybe do two studs and then you know get two of these guys in the the six to eight k range. Uh, they want to know Ja or Zinger for last utility spot in cash games. Uh, I would prefer. Porzingis for cash games. I know he's on a somewhat minutes limit, but when you when you compare the two, John Morant, we know we've seen him here and there get into the mid-30s of minutes, but other than that, he's kind of been around 30 as well. So I think Porzingis would probably be the cash play for me. All right, they're wanting us to talk more DraftKings. I love them. Why is this so FanDuel-focused? Because we both play FanDuel much of majorly. But hey, you want to talk DraftKings? We can talk DraftKings. And of course, you know, you check out lineup preview here. We, we're not going to be able to build the whole lineup because that would be just not cool. But, you know, let's say we want to throw Jalen Brunson in. All right, you got Joe Val in there. Who's another guy? Like, that's another lot for you over here on DraftKings. Uh, on DraftKings, you said you got Brunson, Val- Valanciunas, right? Yeah, I, I took the easy ones. Yeah, so I think, you know, for the stud purposes, I think we lock in a guy like – I mean, I would say between one of the three on, on DraftKings, Westbrook, James, and Lillard, I would probably try to get one of those guys in. Um, from a, a tournament build standpoint, I'm just trying to get LeBron in there. I know he's going to be somewhat popular, but I think you got to get LeBron in there. Well, let's talk about Russell Westbrook and James Harden. I know you talked about liking James Harden earlier, and of course, 10-6 is as cheap as we've seen him in forever, but it's been Russell, Russell Westbrook lately that's been handling everything. Right now, I'm seeing Westbrook over on DraftKings, just 17% projected ownership. He's actually going to be lower on than James Harden, it looks like, and I don't know, man. Like, why don't we just play Russell Westbrook? Because somebody in the chat, you know, they bring up a good point. Jalen Brunson, it's going to be a struggle for Mr. Brunson to guard Mr. Westbrook. So, Westy, I think, is really interesting tonight. And at only 17% ownership, it feels like he should be more popular. 
Yeah, I think on DraftKings, I like Westbrook more. Uh, you know, the pricing just kind of makes that more possible for me. But on FanDuel, that's kind of where my interest in Harden comes from. He's $1,000 cheaper than Westbrook over there. Yeah. So in that case, uh, I'm kind of just leaning over there. But yeah, if, I mean, I can never hate on Westbrook being low-owned here. We, we've seen him continuously dominate this offense over the past, what, three, four weeks. So I, I'm definitely interested in Westbrook. and I do think he is better on DraftKings. But on FanDuel, the 10-1 price tag on Harden is just way too appealing in the spot for me. Man, it really yeah. is. Like, I feel like a dummy for playing Booker right now. I'm not going to lie. Like, I you like play both. <laughs> yeah, but then I can't play Kyle Anderson. God, I can't believe that <laughs> sentence I just said out loud. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, you look at Westbrook, Brunson, Joe Beth, you still got 58.80 to spend per spot left. So, I mean, the DraftKings build, it's a little bit weird, but everybody feels underpriced over on DK today. And I know they're having some giant tournaments, and it seems like every single time they have giant tournaments – that have who's 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 laughing at you now? That one's Big T. He's coming in here and saying big, curse words to me, man. Big T. Here, come on in, Big T. I'm being harassed. Oh, he's shaking his head. No, I'm looking at him right now, and he's look at hold on, look at this guy. Look at look at Big T. Don't run. Oh, look, you hear me? Just run oh Unbelievable. I'll tell you what, Big T. You would not think he was shy, but there he is, just running away. Doesn't yeah. want to be on camera. You know why? Because he knows that he, I'm going to be hitting them jumpers right in the face. <laughs> Right in his face. That's what's going to be going on. He's like in between doors right now. I don't know what's coming, but I feel like something weird is about to happen. All right, back to this draft case. <laughs> we got Westy, Brunson, Joval. Who are some of the other guys that you're really focused on getting in over on draft kings? Yeah, so here's where I'm trying to kind of find some guys in the mid-tier. Um, man, I think a guy like John Morant over there, I know I, I kind of been back and forth on him, and I, and I said Chris Paul is better, so I, I would probably decide between one of those two guys and try to fit one of those guys in, either Paul or Morant, so I'll let you make the call on those two, but I think getting one of those guys in the mid-tier is a, a pretty solid option. Yeah, I mean, I think Morant's going to be more popular. Like, And look, John Morant is probably going to outscore Chris Paul. I like Chris Paul in tournaments because I really like the upside in this spot against Phoenix, and I really like the ownership. It is more likely that John Moran is going to score more points than Chris Paul. But in tournaments, I'm fine going either direction. Um, in the chat, somebody said that Cristiano Felicio is in play. Okay. Like, who the hell knows what the Bulls front court minutes are going to Yeah, maybe he gets 25 minutes and he gets you there. It's, I mean, like, all right, I'm long point guards right now. Let me look. Like, Cristiano Felicio, look at these minutes. Because I was looking earlier today, and it's just kind of – it's just dumb. 29, 15, 19, 24, 21, 12. But, like, you don't know what the hell the Bulls are going to do. I, are you playing anybody from the Bulls other than Levine? I'm just not messing with it. Yeah, so Britt was pretty high on Sadoransky. I think I, I like Chris Dunn a little bit. You know, he's someone that grades out okay for me personally. The price is not too exciting, but the ownership is very exciting. He's 5-4 on FanDuel, 5-1 on DraftKings. Obviously a really good matchup against the Nets should be – fast and pace, which is something that's good for a guy like Chris Dunn, who makes most of his, his DFS money on steals and, and whatnot. So I think Chris Dunn is someone that I'm interested in. But other than that, man, I just love Zach Levine tonight. He's a priority for me. Uh, I think he's going to be someone that breaks the slate. And, you know, the thing about we, when we talk about these studs, there's so many times where we're comparing all these studs and we're saying how many studs do we want to get in this lineup. But would you be that surprised to see a guy like Devin Booker or Zach Levine go out and outscore all the studs? So I think you know getting a couple of these guys in your lineups is just so appealing. And the one that I'm interested in is Zach Levine. The one that you're interested in is Devin Booker. I think you can get both of these guys in really easily along with a guy like LeBron James. Maybe you can only do one stud in your lineup and then you kind of go that way. I think that would be A, contrarian, and also B, I think you have a ton of upside with it because I think Levine and Booker have a ton of upside. So um, I'm kind of talking myself out of that kind of build. You know, the chat also asked about Dylan Brooks. I am a Dylan Brooks guy. I play him more often than probably anybody else out there unless his parents play. But these shot attempts, man, like you just got to love it, and especially with Jaron Jackson being out. There are going to be more shot attempts to go around in Memphis. You know, 17 attempts against the Knicks, 19, 17, 15, 6, 25. So, I mean, the dude chucks. And he chucks threes. And, you know, the steals and the blocks, they're not always there. But the guy, the usage is just – it's more than you would think it would be with Dylan Brooks. He's never owned – apparently on FanDuel he's going to be chalky, which is weird to me because I'm, I'm just – apparently I'm just on an island today. That's all right. That's not a bad place to be. What do you think about Dylan Brooks today? 
Yeah, I like him. You know, I, I always have a special place in my heart with him after, you know, a few years back, he single-handedly knocked the Michigan Wolverines out of the tournament, but that's beside the point. But yeah, he is a guy that chucks. Uh, obviously, you know, with with a guy like Jaron Jackson Jr. out, maybe that opens up a few more shots for him. He's a guy who can he can get hot and fill up 30 real points in any night. So, yeah, I can get behind a guy like Dylan Brooks tonight. I'm being joined right now by a special guest. We've got JSU in here. Say, so what's up, JSU? What's going on, people? <laughs> How we doing? Oh, he's already been drinking. So, okay, who's your play tonight, JSU? Play tonight? Basketball? Yeah. Oh, we're playing basketball No, tonight? in NBA. Oh, okay. All right. Uh... Who's my conviction plays? I don't know. I hear at least four. You're on, you're on line of All right, I'm going to pull He's got Porzingis, Valanciunas, and Morant tagged right now. Oh. All right, that's way to go out of line. Well, I, well I, I try to I like be. it. <laughs> no, Westbrook. I like Russell okay, Westbrook. Okay, he likes Russell Westbrook. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I don't I have no problem with Russell Westbrook. I'm fine with that. I love it. This is It's good times in Nashville, by the way. You just have random rotogrinded personalities coming in. He's taking his laptop right now. I got it. See you, JSU. Big T, by the way, still refusing to come in here. He's just, uh, he's just scared. <laughs> the chat's all excited. JSU, yes! Oh, man, that's funny. Um, anyways, he likes Westbrook, Joe Val, Morant, and who's the other one? Uh, Porzingis. Porzingis, yeah. All great plays. We've yeah, yeah, I mean, he's, like, he's not exactly good. Yes, his conviction plays are like the five chalkiest guys on the stage. <laughs> well done. <laughs> JSU doesn't know his conviction plays. Sauce. He was drunk and randomly clicking. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> good. Oh, man. Guys, if you got any questions, we got another five minutes or so. So go ahead and uh, fire them up in there. We are here for you, of course. Um, even if Big T is not, he's just running away. <laughs> oh, man. No, Dean is not barred from headquarters. He's just not here right now. Apparently, we're all going out for steaks later, though. It's going to be a good time. Man, I didn't catch that invite. I want some steaks. Oh, sorry. Okay. I mean, Dean invited me, so you got to talk to Dean. Man. This, this is sad. Uh, uh, the, the chat also wanted to know about Kyrie Irving. Um, I don't play guards against the Bulls. Like, they've been really good against guards all season. Chris Dunn is a phenomenal defender. Tom Sadoransky has been a better defender. Like, I, I'm not playing Kyrie tonight, especially for 9000 bucks. Are you? No, I, I think I'd either rather go up and get a guy like Dame or Russ or go down and play Morant or Paul. Those are the four guys I like a lot. And then, you know, when you're, when you're me and you're playing on a slightly like Fandle, you got to want half of that position locked up to a guy like Brunson. So uh, I just don't think I get to, to, to him very much tonight. Yeah, it's funny he's talking about Westbrook. I might, I might find a way to get Westbrook in the old line. I do like Mr. Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Um, Paul or Morant or Ibaka? I mean, if salary's not a thing, you're not – oh, I guess on DraftKings – all of those, uh, all those guys are probably right around each other, right? Yeah, I, I think I would lean Paul, but for me, I think they're all really good plays. I think Ibaka's going to be super chalky, so I'd probably be probably lean Paul or Morant for me, but Paul slightly over Morant. Uh, they want to know thoughts on Tyus Jones and Torrey Craig as punts. I like Torrey Craig more just because I fully believe he's going to see minutes in the mid-30s today. Tyus Jones, I just can't trust the minutes. I know the game is better for him. But the minutes are just so much less that I don't want to mess with Tyus Jones. Can I just pass and play neither of those guys? Yeah, you can absolutely pass. That's All fine. Right. I'll do that. All right. Anybody that's 3.5K on FanDuel to look at? That interest, Is there anybody at just bare minimum on FanDuel? Here, let's, just, um, let's see. I got a lot of like 3.6K plays. Josh Jackson, if you're, feel, if you're feeling really frisky, yeah. I think Josh Jackson is one of those guys. Um, he also might play 10 minutes and totally screw you. But, look, if he plays 25 minutes, I think he's going to be on the winner at minimum price. So I'm fine with that. Um, anybody else that I'm missing? Uh, man, Pat Connaughton is 3-5. I don't like it. <laughs> we know how you feel about Patty C. I don't, I don't like this, uh, this boundary I'm being put in where 3,500 is the only number. I, I like a lot of guys that are 3,600, like you mentioned. You get Jalen Brunson, you get Kyle Anderson. Like, 36 is yeah. the happy zone, man. Like, find the 100 bucks. I mean, if you want to play the lottery, you can play Isaiah Hartenstein, Hartenstein, however you say his name, at 3,500. Um, I can't do it, man. Not after you play. Like, I'll never forget. There's some days in basketball that stand out. The day that Isaiah Hartenstein was 80% and played five minutes is going to be up there. Yeah, especially these days where everybody knows everything. And yeah, I mean, it's just unbelievable that, like, yeah. that was bizarre. If you want to mess with Hartenstein – I get it. There is one actually that I think is actually decent, and that's Nasir Little with no mellow. Okay, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Could be okay. You know, he's a guy who 
does a few different things well. He rebounds pretty well, can score. Obviously, I think anybody in the NBA who gets minutes can score, but um, he's, he's seen the ability to get some blocks and some steals. He's been about 0.75 uh, fantasy point per minute so far this year, 0.73 over the last month, so some consistency in his play at least. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if he gets 25, 26 minutes, I think he can pay off that tag. Favorite value besides Drum- Brunson on DraftKings. You know, people always talk about value being a cheap guy. It feels like Jonas Valanciunas has to be that value, though, right? Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's kind of been the case all year. There have been so many mid-tier guys, which is why, me personally, I've gone away from doing too many stars and studs lineups. But so many, so much value on guys in the mid-tier just because the pricing hasn't been very good. So I would either say Valanciunas or if you, if you guys wanted a true value piece, uh, Jay Crowder at 4-5 is my next option. Yeah, I do like Jay Crowder as well. Any other thoughts on this slate, Kyle? Are we going to end this bad boy early and go play hoops? Yeah, I think I think one thing to note is that on DraftKings, from from my personal projections, guys like LeBron James and Russell Westbrook. I know people wanted some more DraftKings talk, so those two guys are guys that grade out around six X as well. So these are guys that are extremely good plays over there, and they're lining up as with plays like Jay Crowder. They're actually better point for dollar plays. So there are a lot of good value plays that necessarily aren't value guys. They're just too cheap so that's one thing to monitor for DraftKings. all right kai we're gonna jump off here we got a hoops game going on out there and i gotta be honest i'm ready to throw down on some guys but uh if you're out there watching make sure you do a couple things first off stay tuned because we have got crunch time with andy means and kevin roth or i'm sorry my injured captain kevin roth it's heartbreaking what's happening with his back is uh they're going to come up next and also make sure you check out the road grinders instagram page we've been talking oh my goodness there's grant <laughs> you smell good. Thank we've you. Been, <laughs> <laughs> we've been talking a lot about Roto Grinders basketball game that's happening Sunday morning. We've got a fun little prop games contest on the Instagram page, so make sure you go check that out. If you win that contest or you finish top 10, I forget exactly what it is, but if you finish in the top whatever, you're going to get some swag, get some Roto Grinders premium, a lot of fun stuff out there, and uh, you get to root for your boy. Just take the over on anything that has to do with Crane. And you're welcome. Oh, get out of here, Kyle. All right, but we got to get it off here. We got Roth and Needs coming up next. I'm Eric. He's Kyle. We'll catch y'all later. Peace.